Welcome back to the Beer O'Clock Podcast. I'm Dylan Toon. I'm Angus Norris. And we are here to bring you all of the outdated news and relatively important views from the beer world in Australia and beyond. Kick it off with news, or how are you, Angus? We're going we're to do a small talk. No. Okay, cool. Kick it off talk. with news. <laughs> Um, a few months ago, we mentioned that Stomping Ground were going to open a brew pub at Melbourne Airport. They have opened a brew pub at Melbourne Airport. Yep. Positive news. Terminal yeah. 3, I think. Yeah, the, the temporary one was at Terminal 4. Yeah, it's sort of outside, though. Yeah. And this one's inside. I think it's the Virgin Terminal, which is 3. Yeah, is well, right? Terminal 4 is a hellhole, so yeah. Yeah. Terminal 4 is where you go if you... See you there Tuesday. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, that's basically all I want to say about that. So move on to much more important news. Um, seltzer land, hard seltzer festival. We've gotten to that point in Australia. We have two brands of hard seltzer. Yep. And in America, there, uh, they, there will be plenty. More. Oh, there'll be plenty more. But in, in America, they've got a hundred and, um, nine cities. I think it's starting in Minneapolis yep. and, um, yeah. So a hard seltzer festival. What a terrible thing for craft beer. Yeah, but we kind of have to talk about it because if it's on Untapped, then... The other thing is it's going to genuinely become a competing product. Yeah, so like we've safely killed off cider, but then... Here comes seltzer. And like we went today to the bottle shop and there's that um, Pabs Strong seltzer that was almost 9% mm. or something and... I always Some thought that's where floating around, and I always thought that's where the market would be. Would be the high alcohol stuff, like sort of the eight eight plus percent. little fat lamb, but seltzer was yeah. kind of where I thought the market would be. But if you look at the demand for things like that vodka, lime, and soda, that real minimalist brand, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, seltzers will do well. Um, I guess the sorry, I'm just thinking what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I guess the the question is how long is it until we see, you know, the artisan sort of seltzer, the the real sort of like, oh, we don't we don't make hard seltzer like the other people, and you see it sort of uh, small batch brewing it, with natural yeast. I think it's a bigger thing in the states because of their tax stuff around beer. Like we can't make cheap seltzer here because it becomes an alco pop, and then it gets taxed differently. Well, apparently the ones that are out get taxed like beer. Yeah, because, because they're they put grain Yeah, in they brew with rice. But yeah. like the way the Americans do them, which is literally sugar water. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, quite literally. Yeah, um, um, doesn't. So, and maybe ours will never quite taste the same. And if they do, they'll be UDL price and yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where the, hopefully for us, the limiting factor is the tax system we have in place. And so we don't end up with just sugar water ones. <laughs> well, you'd think they would have. Worked it out already. Yeah. And put it out there already kind of thing. Because I think Quincy is rice-based. Yes. And the Soma, which is uh, the, other, the one. other one, I think, I don't know if that's rice-based, but um, it's fairly pricey, so... Maybe it's just an UDL... Yeah, who knows? RTD thing. Who knows? Um, and who cares? Yes! <laughs> uh on to slightly more interesting news, um, Melbourne University have developed an electronic nose for beer testing. It's just a prototype. I'm working on it for a while. Uh, can detect volatile gases, so um, they think it can detect Britannomyces. Yep. Um, 
Last of Rain gave them a beer and apparently compared closely to Lambics in terms yeah. of like profile. Yeah, yeah. And they were pretty happy with that, obviously, like Belgian Lambics. And then, um, yeah, so I guess it's interesting going forward, um, pick up things like diacetyl and stuff that would be really handy. But outside of floors, making sure you're hitting targets. I think as a floor test, I think is where it probably finds its niche. Mm. You know, if you can... it. If you're thinking about like a judging situation where one judge says who's sensitive to DMS goes, I think there's DMS in this beer. And one judge goes, I don't think there's DMS in this beer. And you pull it in. So you're saying goes, DRS for beer judging. Almost. Well. <laughs> almost. Um, I don't know if you saw Wildflower posted on their Instagram quite a long, a lengthy sort of set of stories about how they do their, br- yes. their blending process. And that is, I don't think you can quite ever replace that no but certainly for detecting yeah we will chuck that a link to that post yes in the the tasting notes so people can follow it up because that was really interesting about it actually looks like a very long and difficult process painful for the palate it'd be almost impossible it's one of those things where it's like people joke oh it's a hard job someone's gonna do it but actually that would be difficult i think that would be genuine Um, and i think that's the hard part about being a blender um but anyway this electronic nose thing is cool I, I think it will be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. Here. Like how it's used. Um, so they want to detect if it finds a place. If it finds a place in the industry or if it's just one of these things that's cool. Yeah, that's and it's obviously a long way away from that. But, I mean, you got to say, if it can detect flaws, then yeah. there is definitely a market for it. And even if it can detect things that could turn into flaws. Or, yeah. Yeah. It can also detect uh, sort of a, a vo- any volatile gases. So it can detect sort of... It's Ethanol and yeah. things like early, like if, if you're going to get... So it's effectively a mass spectrometer, but... Yeah, but for gas. geared towards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely made with beer in mind, which is why we mentioned yeah. it. So next up, Killer Sprocket are going to open their physical location in Bayswater. Possibly already have. Uh, next weekend, I yeah. think. Uh, so before this podcast comes out. Yes. <laughs> Almost certainly. Um, so X... Cavalier Brewer, I think. Yep, they're one of the many that were down at Cavalier. Mm. And a really interesting read on the Crafty Pint website about how difficult it was being a gypsy brewer. Brought up the really interesting point that two of the recent winners, Brew Colt and Pact, both won Best Gypsy Brewer and then went out of business almost immediately yeah. after. And they said they were heading the same way. Really? It was literally a necessity to open a physical thing because... You just can't survive as a brew, a gypsy brewer in the modern market. It's just not really how it works. Um, they say that their advice to anyone starting was always have your physical location planned out. Before, um, yeah. before gypsy is fine temporarily, but like the market is so competitive now that, yeah. And I mean, we've sort of spoken about it, and you do see that the physical places that are small and maybe don't have the biggest sort of crowd coming in do manage to survive. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. We get that bigger margin from over-the-bar stuff versus, you know, wholesale. We talk about Torway most a lot, but they're... They're, they're the obvious place. example. Yeah. They are now slowly branching out into small release cans and stuff like that. that. This but, is beer, but this is well after they've decided. Oh, but they, yeah. they spent three or four years as a, you know, as a brew pub. A physical location only, yeah. Uh, and you look at someone like Brew Colt, who honestly were quite popular. And, yeah. you know, uh, we've discussed their problems at length in the past, but... 
you know, a very talented brewer. Yep. Quite popular. Very well. Well known. Well respected. Well liked in the industry. Yeah. And they still don't survive. As, and it's like, what chance have you got? Yeah. We've talked about the issues with that core range at length. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is it is interesting to hear it said from somebody in the industry. Yeah. And um, all the best killers Rocket will be down there. Do a scouting report at there. some stage. Absolutely. There'll be a year of the local update because I think their one exists already. Oh, maybe. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows anymore? Exactly where we're at. Uh, so Ray- uh, the other thing mm. to add to that, though, Wolf of the Willows is opening in a couple of weeks as well. Where are they opening? Morty Alec. They've taken over the Albatross Brewing site mm. to have a land contract brewing, uh, etc. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're splitting from Bad Shepherd and opening their own thing, um, and it looks sick. Probably not the worst idea. They've no, really no, it was it was about time. Um, that XBA needs its own home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like their beers, but they were always sort of... They were never going to shine in Bad Shepherd's facility. They're almost I think they did shine different. in Bad Shepherd's facility. Yeah, but they're almost they too different. They were pushed enough. Yeah. yeah. It's just... It was always a bit of a strange pairing that worked both of them. And I think, yeah, good I that I think this both. is the right way that this is going. And yeah, it'll be interesting to check out their site in a few weeks, I think, when they open. Yeah, for sure. That'll be very cool. So next up, Raid Beer released their rankings of... Top 100 breweries in the world by their algorithm. Yep, all, and all their various ratings for the year. Yeah, yeah, sort of various things by various measures, um, dominated by the, the US. As always, but that's an issue with rate beer and yeah, you know, yeah, how it's and, used. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a good top 10, just Absolutely. to run through quickly. Uh, number one, Hill Farmstead, Side Project number two, Trillium number three, Treehouse number four, Cigar City Brewing number five. Ale Smith, number six. Founders, number seven. Cloudwater, number eight. St. Adarius. Uh, Rustic Ales, number nine. And Firestone Walker, number ten. So as you may have heard, just, you know, if you're a clever person, only one non-US brewery. Yep. Um, and, yeah, but it's a, it's a big name. Two owned team. by smaller sort of international conglomerates. Yeah, well. yeah. Uh, Cigar City, obviously, owned by Kanaki. Um, which is that collective of all those breweries, Oscar Blues, all those sort of yeah. original can guys, I think they were called. <laughs> and they're, they're all, yeah. Yeah. And then Duval owns Firestone, and that's, yeah. yeah. Um, San Miguel owns Founders, but, well, not all of them. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I think it's a small, like a low majority, 60 or 70%. I mean, Founders. Actually, we vaguely talked about this on a podcast episode at I think they might have acquired the whole thing at some point. Yeah, that is definitely possible. Um, Hill found- Farmstead being tops really interesting. Yeah, hard to argue with. Yeah, well, you and I have both been huge fans for a long time, but I think that's partly that we um, are Saison and Sour guys. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that they have such, well, not necessarily wide appeal, but obviously their beers have such wide appeal. Yeah. And then we also had the, they did it by country, and then we had for Australia, Ramjet made top 100 beers in the world. Yeah, which is a great result. Yeah. Um, Wildflower was our best ranked brewery, and Burnley Brewing was best ranked new brewery. It was almost like we made the list. It's interesting that Burnley counts as a new brewery. Mm. Opening, what, late 17 or late 18, one or the other? Yeah, it must late have, 17, they must have resubmitted themselves or something like that because Who they knows had the how physical the location. Yeah. Could well be about when someone first like checked in a beer from them on rape beer or something. Silly. Yeah, for sure. Um, and 
I guess like out of the top 100, New Zealand was on there, but not Australia. Yeah, um, Garage Project getting in, it makes a bit of sense. They do some big collaborations. Yeah, for sure. Um, they did that Sierra Nevada one. They've done another half one, you know. Trillium as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, Enough they... to sort of get your name over there in the US, which... And they're a very cool brewery. And yeah, and I assume they send a bit of beer over there. Yeah, uh, at least enough for people to rate it. Yeah, and yeah, there's always a bit of an inherent bias when you import something. Like you're thinking a little bit rarer, a little bit highly regarded. Well, you think about the Australian stuff that makes the states. So that's Wildflower, which would check out for Australian yeah. brewery. And that's uh, a lot of like small craft, very you know craft focused bars. And two meter tall gets over there quite a bit through Sheldon Brothers. Um, Perhaps slightly more divisive. Yeah, but again, sort of that wild, sour stuff. Yeah, for sure. Definitely seems to be what is... Hot. Yes. At least in terms of these lists. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not hazy or this or wild, you're not really going to make it. Yeah, that's kind of reflected by the top ten, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it's more of a curio than like a big... As usual, one to discuss... Briefly, but yeah, not to not lose take it. If you lose sleep it. over it, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to uh, the breweries that got on there, though, and especially the, the local ones. Absolutely. Good, good sort of motivation that you're doing the right thing and to keep going on the right path. Uh, Hottest 100, we have a podcast that'll be out. Yep. Um, Sonam Wood, number one. Yeah, that's we really discuss, the main takeaway. Yeah, we discuss in depth on that podcast. Yeah, there's good. I think there's almost an hour of it. Um, yeah, can skip later on if you want to hear exact thoughts in the top ten and Volta and stuff. But we talk about it throughout. And we yeah. we went through the whole list, and you hear our thoughts, <laughs> bits we thought were relevant. Yeah, so if, that's basically saying why we're not mentioning it here, uh, because there's a whole other podcast, and so yeah. well, it's such a divisive thing. People don't either love it or hate it. Yeah, you know, and so thought. we thought we'd divide it completely. And that um, way, we can pay it the attention that. Some people think it deserves. And well, it's a bit of a state of the union of the of the beer industry for the past year, at least in Australia. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice to be able to discuss the year as a whole in the context of a hottest one hundred. This is what the majority of Australian beer drinkers think. Yeah. Discuss. Yes, essentially. Uh, um, so if so you want to hear about that? Go listen to that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, new advice. Think we could. I think we've hit everything. Yeah. Uh, we will be. We are back with what we are drinking, and it's more what we are going, going to, be. to be drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so fate has determined that your work has sent you to the Gold Coast. Yep. And um, you're coming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much fate had to do with that, um, but yeah. So we're going to go check out a few places. Yep. Um, the big ones, of course. Yeah. Um, Gold Coast midweek is not the most friendly for the. Uh, the craft beer drinker. Not the least, though, either. No, no. There, there's definitely worse places to go. Um, so yeah. Bolter and Black Hops. Um, I don't know if we'll be going... I know there's two Black Hops. I don't know which one will... The original, I okay. think, is where we're going. I don't know what the difference is, but I know there are two. I think the other one's like a bigger production, more of a production okay, facility, cool. but um, has a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, de- the original one down in... Gold Down. <laughs> Down. Um, and we will be 
sort of teed up something with with Maddock. Maddock, yeah. Uh, still on. tossing up how that's pronounced, but yep. going with Maddock. We'll find out for the time being. Because oh. um, they're not normally open midweek, but they're going to let us in to uh, try some beers, buy some takeaways, etc. Yeah. Clearly, because of the high profile of the podcast, yes. That we do here. So. <clears throat> um, so that'll be cool. Um, another net we'll check out. I think Gold Coast was the only other one that was open. Yeah, um, that is worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, that's. Kind of the idea, and it'll be nice to check out. I'm sort of interested to check out these breweries that I drank a lot of beers from for a couple of years now, especially yeah. like you know, Black Ops Bolter, pretty regular drinker of them, and not going to the places. Um, sometimes going to the place isn't a good thing. No, it'll be interesting to see where this fits. Like, like from what I've going seen, going to Dainton was sort of a bit not that I hate it, but it just changes your opinion. Um, Bolter, from what I've seen, looks like Bolter. Yeah. Like, uh, Black Ops, I know next to nothing about the actual space. So that'll be really interesting to check yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Know the beer will be good, at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, anything else you've been drinking recently that you'd like to mention? Yeah, I'm going to mention the Deeds um, Pilsner. I think it's called, called Capacova or something like that. Yep. That's awesome. Like, it's probably the best Czech pills that's been made in Australia. I reckon it's better than the foreigner one. It's not going to argue. <laughs> it's a big call. Yeah, no, it is. It is. But, you know, it's probably not too many people that actually try to directly emulate as no. opposed to ballpark. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I am very keen to try it. Uh, and I have really enjoyed what Deeds have been doing recently. And, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's always a big endorsement. Yeah, I think I'm almost the target audience for that beer. Mm. <laughs> and it sounded like it wasn't, you know, it's not a super cheap sort of... No, it wasn't a cheap pills. It was a $26 four-pack, I think. Yeah, but they are big cans. Uh, yeah, 440 mils. Um, but still, you've got to want to get stuck into you, a pills. You've got to want Pilsner to make yeah. that for Pilsner. But Deeds have been doing lots of good stuff, and this just continues that along. Yeah, I'm really keen to try that Grisette now that's coming out soon. Like yeah. Base, I, I was sceptical about it before I tried the Pilsner, then I tried the Pilsner, and now I think if they can do a Pilsner that way, they'll do Grisette justice, I think. And they've got their Milk Bar series starting, which are like oat cream sours, which less interested in, but... I'll hey, try. Yeah, if they're there, I'll yeah, give them a exactly. go. Yeah. Um, and they've, they've got credits in the bank now. Days. Exactly, yeah, and it's funny from... 18, 18 months, months ago, ago they amazing. Had, like, yeah. I would not have touched one of their beers 18 months ago. Someone ago. asked me, I would have said, yeah, they're kind of crap, but Lamington now is okay. Yeah. And now they've become, yeah. One of the hype breweries. It's just having your own facility, I guess. Going, yeah. yeah. Like, it's being able to do what you want to do. Freedom, and obviously their talent is being able to shine through rather than having to just put out, like, parallels and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's good on them. Just quickly want to mention Hawker's Late to the Party. I'm really keen to try this. I still haven't got round to it. Yeah, which is um, it's a, it's a hazy IPA, not a neap. Good. Um, so they call it. A you hazy and I have IPA. set yeah. set our yeah. hazy neaper rules. Um, people, so, other people seem to be just doing whatever the fuck they want with them. So Untapped says it's a neaper. Yeah. Can says it's a hazy, and it's a hazy. Um, but good. a good, a really, really good hazy. Um, I was really impressed, and I'm kind of sick of hazies. So yeah. Was really impressed. Um, 
good. If they were going to do one, it was going to be good. It's good because the bitterness is all up front and yeah. it's all just fruit at the end. And it really awesome. kind of, it just works really, really well. And I'm, I'm keen for you to try it and see if you enjoyed it as much as I did. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, nothing of particular Abnation. interest. Yeah. Yeah. It's all been a bit of a, a quiet little period. It's February. Things quiet down for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's nothing wrong with that. No. It's good for you occasionally. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with the ranking of lockers. We are back with the ranking of lagers. Every episode, we grab three lagers and we try to slot them in a, a list, a ranking, if you will, of lagers. One one beer per country. Yes. So generally, the most popular, but some creative liberty taken. Yeah. Um, and it has to be, you know, macro lager. Well, it doesn't have to be, but it, it always is. <laughs> it, it 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 will end up always being a macro lager unless you're in a country which literally doesn't have one. <laughs> And if you know of that country, let me know. Um, ah, surely one of them has like some Caribbean country might get us there. So nicely enough, we're getting we're getting to enough a on there where uh, reading the whole list seems a bit silly. So we'll go top five and bottom five. Yep. Um, and then we'll slot these in somewhere in the middle and let you know what's around it. Yeah, essentially that's sort of what we do. So the three go in every time, um, and I guess in the end we want to have a master list and yeah. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do do something with it. We'll just say, send Pilsner O'Kell a letter saying that you're the best, and they'll be like, we know, but thanks. Thanks. And um, we'll say, do you want to give us some free beer? And they'll say no. They'll say, who are you again? <laughs> um, so anyway, the top five at the moment are Pilsner O'Kell um, from the Czech Republic, Terence from Scotland, Carlsberg from Denmark, Kilmez from Argentina, Kingfisher from India. And the bottom five are Tiger from Singapore, Singer from Thailand, Red Stripe from Jamaica, Vernu from Fiji, and Kus Kenya from Peru. Um, just something different. Before we start this off, I'd like to ask, anything like stand out now that we're at 18? Yeah. Um, anything sort of interests you? Uh, for me, it, it's Carlsberg at three is intriguing. Yeah. And I think Singer at 15, like down near the bottom. I, I think both of those intrigue me. I di- would never have thought Carlsberg would that be that high. Yeah, and it's interesting it stayed there. Um, yeah. It's had a few sort of contenders, but like it's... Yeah. We, we enjoyed that. Yeah. When when we had that one. Um, other ones that really stick out to me, Heineken being bang in the middle seems right. Yes, it does. You know, like um, that just, you know, hits the spot. Singer, I thought, would have been higher because um, I generally drink it with food mm. um, and I think it's a really nice food beer but by itself it didn't rate well no um, I guess the other ones for me that we out of the outside of the top and bottom five yeah just quickly um, I thought Meridi would have been top five so did I and I thought Corona would have been bottom five yeah and uh, Meridi Corona was a far better beer like in a blind in the in context like a, of yeah, yeah. yes Taste the beer, drink the beer. Yep. It was much better than I thought it was. Um, and Meridi is eight, Corona is nine, so they are actually back to back at the moment. And then Heineken ten. Yeah, so that's it's very interesting. It is, and I think it will get more interesting the more we do, which is why it's sort of fascinating. The other surprise packet will be tenants. I don't think anyone has tenants in the top. True. Know, a couple yeah. Of macro lagers in the world, and, and the difficult thing is uh, it's getting to the stage where 
I'm sort of struggling to remember what I liked about it because a lot of these you drink them so often and you can you can clearly tell uh, this is what I like about it. Like this is, yeah, where this fits in. Um, tenants, we don't need to revisit it for ranking purposes, maybe for personal reasons, maybe towards Ooh. the end of this project in 20 years. Um, figure that out. See where we're up to and just, yeah. Anyway, uh, first up today... Uh, what are the other? What are the countries we're doing today? We're doing New Zealand. We're doing yep. Macedonia. Yeah, North Macedonia, as it's oh, now known. Okay. Yep, and uh, Croatia. Croatia. Yeah, cool. So we'll do them in that order. Uh, we're starting with New Zealand. So All right. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll <laughs> say we're doing in that order. Um, and we have chosen Stein Lager Classic. There was mild argument about Spates, but um, Spates is an ale, isn't it? It's a good question. I think <laughs> Spates do a lager. Okay. And it's pretty popular. Spates gold, I feel like. Okay, might but be a then, lager. Yeah. But it, anyway, here we are. Yeah. Um, to make the, the equation simpler, we've chosen sign lager. Which is definitely a lager. Yes, <laughs> and it is probably objectively the correct decision. I think so. Uh, I, I think if we did our untapped metrics that we would normally... I run. think we did do the untapped metrics. Yeah. The, the only difficulty was that Steinlager is split between classic and pure. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing was that pure is... I thought that was sort of, you know, a low-carb, sort of, you know, healthy, quote-unquote, version. Um, but it's actually the higher-end version. It's yeah. marketed as like the, the crown lager to the VB. Which just throws me completely. Because yeah. that's not what I thought it was. I thought it was the Han extra diet to the, you know, the Han. Both of them have very similar um, check-in numbers. Yes. Doesn't help. But I think the classic would be drank more just not checked in. Yeah. And um, I think that's where we have to try and balance this. And that's why we've gone with classic. The Spates lager also has about a quarter of the number of check-ins. Yeah. So I think... Very comfortable. So Steinlager Classic is what we're going with. Um, so it's an Auckland beer. Yep. Um, it is sort of famous nowadays outside of New Zealand for being, you've seen a lot of Rugby Sevens sort of coverage. They sponsor yep. the All Blacks and stuff. Um, so it's a mildly interesting story. It's no, it's no singer. Yeah. But um, in 1957, the Minister of Finance, New Zealand, uh, they wanted to cut international beer imports as part of what they call the black budget, which yep. um, is less racist than it sounds. It's actually more a New Zealand first yeah, sort yeah. of budget. Like an all um, black sort of yeah. reference. Yeah. And so he, he asked the breweries in New Zealand, DB and so on, and he yep. said, can you come up with a lager that is better than what we're importing? Yep. Of. And uh, Lion, who were then New Zealand breweries, um, they came up with Stein Lager, which was then called Steinecker, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually the company who made the steel. That oh, they really? improved with, really? But yeah, then they they realised that was perhaps uh, not the best way to name it, and but they kept the Stein. Uh, yep. Changed it five years later in '62 to Stein Lager, and there we Here go. We are. Yeah, um, apparently they thought Steinecker sounded too much like Heineken, and that was part of the reason for changing. And I can't. Uh, of, co- of course, Steinecker, New- Heineken, Steinecker, Heineken. Of course, New Zealanders think that yeah. sounds Steinecker. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of see it. Almost. Um, We'll almost pay it. Yeah, yeah. Look, in 62, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, sign like a classic. And I, you know, anecdotally have a lot of family over there. They're more spates drinkers. I do see Stein like come out time to time. It's usually yep. pure. Um, Stein like classic is sort of seen as a bit of... I'm trying to think. It is a bit of like a tui sort of thing. It's like an old person sort of beer. Yep. I mean, spates is too, but... 
it's hard to sort of say where it fits in Australian stuff, but it's one of those... The national versus state distribution is difficult, but you, it's kind of like... You've always been able to get Steinlager here, but it's not common. Yeah, and it's usually you don't get to choose whether it's classic or pure. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, we've got a classic here. usually take a little break to drink it, but I think we've sort of been going and rambling enough. Long enough now that we've been drinking it and it's okay. Yeah, so thoughts? Um, it's not awful. Mm. Um, I like the bitterness. Yeah, and there's sort of this weird, very, very mild roast or smoke mm. or... I, I don't... I can't pick that either. There is something, though. There's something that's weird. It's almost like it's roast corn. Yeah, it, it is a roast, but not like you know it. Yeah, it's like it's almost like when you burn corn. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, as people would know, that in, in beer that comes out very differently. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this very light... I don't want to say smoke, but it's it's earthiness. Yeah. Um, and it is... Grassy. It, the hops are grassy. Um, it's actually not a terrible beer. Like, it's... Well, their distinctive green bullet hops give classic beer. I think green edge. bullet are. Yeah. Okay. That makes stone like a so, New Zealand So, finest. very, 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 very high alpha. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, i got to say it doesn't taste dirty like Pride no. of Ringwood. So, no, <laughs> I'll better. take green bullet. Um, no, look, I, where this fits in is tough because I don't hate it, but I don't love it. But it's definitely unique. Um, should we pause? I think we should pause and have yeah. a quick think. Turns out we have to pause after all. We have decided that Steinlager slots somewhere in between Corona and Heineken. Yep. So it goes into number 10. Yep. Um, as we discussed, it has enough interesting going for it. I think it's that little bit more interesting than Heineken. They're yeah. very similar beers, but I think that the little bit of sort of grassy bitterness in the Steinlager tips it. weird sort of mild, roasty, toasty sort of Which thing. Which gives some sort of malt character, whereas Heineken is literally beer. Yeah. And so it's mildly above that because for macro lager, if you're trying something, then... Interesting is better than textbook. Yeah, as long as it's fine and Steinlager was... There was nothing offensive about it, which is the normal lager rule we apply on Beer O'Clock Australia. So Stein Lager was fine, like. <laughs> um, Indeed. <laughs> come for the uh, takes and stay for the jokes. Is what we say on uh, the Beer O'Clock podcast. Um, so we have Skopsko. Skopsko, I'm going to go with, but yeah. Yeah. So North Macedonia. Yeah, the Republic of North Macedonia is known as of I think the middle of last year. Yep. Um, so we just had a look. You had this in 2013. You can have a look at on the website if you want to. I have don't some... know if we want to dig back that far into. <laughs> into Actually, the... it would, yeah, seven years ago because it's that's what was in January. But um, you know, interesting. Uh, thoughts changed. Do you have any sort of like a uh, background sort of stuff for this? I'm definitely going to say it's not as good as what I thought it was in 2013. Whether that's a change of recipe distributor. You know, Could be a million things. Anything. Yeah. Um, the one we've got in front of us is okay, but not amazing. I think yeah. would be my. Well, we'll sit with it and exactly give it a as we normally do. And, yeah. Um, Up to date info on it though. Um, yep. Founded in 1922. First beers released in 1924. It's nearly nearly a hundred years old. Yeah, it's a reasonably old beer. Um, obviously, uh, with the history of North Macedonia as a Soviet republic, or if that's another, you know. Issues along the way. Yeah. Um, it's been owned by Heineken and Coke since 1998. Interesting. 
Um, yeah, so a the Greek bottling uh, plant for Coke and Heineken have co-owned it since the late 90s, oh, which is really go. strange. It but, is strange. Um, and as of last year, they held 64% oh. of the, the beer market in North Macedonia, <laughs> that, that's, which is slightly ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's, you'll struggle to see anything else. But, you know, that's often what we're looking for here. Is well, this absurd is, market share is a good sort of indicator of this, this is, is the, the absolutely the most drunk beer in North Macedonia. This is possibly more geographical than beer wise, but is this being counted as North Macedonia's beer then? And we have to find a separate one for for other Macedonia or no? Is, so other Macedonia is now is Greece. Well, part of Greece, okay. Cool. Um, so that whole so disaster was the old Irish split. Then, so the the whole disaster was that Greece were claiming Macedonia. Yeah, I do remember that. State. Yeah, yeah. It, the the top northwest corner, northeast corner of Greece is Macedonia. Like like the Irish problem. It, yeah. Exactly yeah. the same. And which is is the name colloquial given given it yeah. for it, not so, actually. A problem, so we've now got the Republic of North Macedonia, okay. and then Macedonia is part of Greece. Yes, cool. Um, which goes back to I think Alexander the Great. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's more. It's just just to get sort of an idea of what we have to look at um, for these sort of things. Like I, I would think we look at one Irish thing and. You know, I don't know if Northern Ireland even have a lager because I think Caffrey's is the main Northern Ireland yeah. um, brewery, and they do they, an Irish red cream ale. Yeah, thing, which, which is, is not bad. Fine. Yeah. Um, interesting. We'll um, double check that. Yeah, I would be happy to do a, a Northern Ireland one if there was one. Well, we'll find one. I'm yeah. sure there is one. Uh that that may be something for when we've got through more than twenty. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but interesting sort of little discussion. We'll, we'll run out at some point. We'll yeah, well, it is interesting to be like, um, what what is the cutoff? Does it have to be officially defined countries, or can it be regions that identify? And yeah, um, yeah. When you start going into like Transnistria and Abkhazia and stuff, we probably have an issue. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe something something we'll we'll look at. Perhaps I, I think we'll stick with countries until we. Once the project is at its end, yeah. We'll, we'll say what, do what the government's saying. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so Skopsko, uh, obviously quite a fixture. Um, In Macedonia? Yeah. North Macedonia, even. And it is a beer. Yes. Yes, it is a beer. Um, 11% extract. Oh, uh, is it one of these Plato beers, is it? Yeah. Uh, always interesting one of those wonderful countries yeah um Skopsko, according to untapped rocks in at 4.9 percent abv all right so Skopsko. uh it's a hard beer name to say yeah I mean, imagine sitting in a bar trying to order a sh- two Skopsko. <laughs> They'll say, please stop screwing. <laughs> um, we're, we're thinking low. Yeah. Um, it is unimpressive. It's not disastrous. Um, it's beer. Yeah. It gets difficult. These are the, the toughest kind of sort of macro lagers to evaluate. Because they're very similar and there's not a lot. Yeah. There are obvious flaws that are there and probably beloved by the people who drink it every day. It's slightly sweet. It's... 
has some bitterness, but not quite enough to balance the beer. Yeah. Um, it's that sort of papery, weird sort of malt flavor. Yeah, it's, it's also just... slightly low on carbonation. <laughs> slightly low on carbonation. I do sort of agree about the um, carbonation. It, it sort of needs something to lift it up a bit more. Like mm. It would be a better beer if it was more spritzy and the bitterness was sort of aided by Because, you know... Higher carbonation aids the bitterness naturally, and it yeah. takes away the sweetness. And yeah, but this is just sort of—it's not something I think would be particularly refreshing on a hot day. It reminds me of those. Got a weird little bottle shop, and you get the five-dollar Polish lager of inordinate yeah. origin. It's very much one of those, and so we have decided to put it at what is now number fifteen. Yep. Uh, which is between Tusker from Kenya and Tiger from Singapore. So above Tiger, below Tusker, and that feels about right in the gut. It just hasn't. It hasn't quite hit the bottom five, but it's yeah close. It's it, it's very average, but it's not. The ones below it have things that are actively wrong with them, whereas I feel like this is just a bit nothing. This is a bit nothing. Yeah. So they've tried something. It's not quite right. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's right for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, well, 64% of North Macedonia, yeah. for example. And if you don't like it, well, then too bad. Um, so we will return with... Their neighbour, Croatia. Croatia, yeah. We are back, and we are going to Croatia, spiritually. Indeed. Um, so, Kalavako. Yep. Founded in 1854. It's an old boy. It's an old one, yeah, exactly. In Karlovac in Croatia, which I think you can assume where the name comes yeah. from. It makes sense. It does, doesn't it? Um, beer's pretty much unchanged. Um, it was bought by Heineken in 2003. Hmm. I would say relatively recently, but that seems to be about when I that think that's when a lot of those... Yeah. It may be one of the earlier ones. That... I think a lot of those sort of European ones started selling... You know, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, you know where the national brand got sold off, sort of thing. This is one of those ones that I think people may have seen around. This is in dance. This has always been in dance. And yeah, it's it's certainly one that I've had before. Um, A lot of Croatians in Australia now, so it makes sense that it is around. Yeah, and we will see if it is a. Worthy lager or a not worthy lager. Or just one of these nationalist pride things. Yeah. Or just one of the ones in our list that never going to be mentioned again. Right, so we are back with Carlovaco. I keep wanting to call it Carvalaco. I don't know why. Yeah, but it's no, it's definitely Carlovaco. Yeah, Carlovaco. So, um, bit of a disagreement. This is We don't have many of these that are worth... Listening to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one may not be either. Um... <laughs> But usually it's very quickly. Yeah, do that. Uh, but this one is like a mild disagreement in... We both think it's not great, but... Yeah, it, it, but it's just how not great. Yeah. Um, I am very not fond of this. Um, but I like that your point that it, it's bad, but it's not sweet. <laughs> yeah, so... Low bar to clear. So but... I think both of us think there's a lot of corn in, mm. in the beer. Um but my sort of reasoning, I think it should be 15th and slot in between, above Skopsko, which we had before. Yep. 
and below Tusker. Um, and I think that's because it's not sweet. Like, you've got bitterness, you've got corn, but you don't have sweet corn. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I definitely like Scopsco more. Um, I I hate Tiger, but yep. um, I, I like it more than this. I think Tiger is competently made. Singer has flaws in that I think it's unbalanced. Yeah. But it's this this is offensive to me, and it may just be a personal palate thing. I just don't think I like corn that much. Um, yeah. Yeah. And whether that is, yeah, that it's a difficult thing to argue because it is very subjective. Yeah, well, whether the, the, the corn I don't think is the biggest problem. I think in this case, I reckon I could drink 10 of these. Yeah, see, I, I don't think I could. Yeah. Um, I could with Tiger. I could with Scopsco, I think. I yep. would struggle to drink more of this. He says, saying he would obviously drink more of this if yeah. but it's when, one of those when things. it's the only option available look so. I, I don't i think only that Kenya at the very bottom is the only one i would not drink if it was the yep. only option and yep. i wanted to be yeah i don't um, think i'd drink the bottle. yeah look it'd be borderline but it's so close to water that maybe yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad it's definitely not as bad as the bottom three where you would think nah. twice about if you were given it for free accepting it so we're going to slot in between tiger and singer and just call it a draw <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do remember that singer being pretty unpleasant. It was bad. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't like Tiger very much, so it feels like giving a minor victory to it. But uh, I do think Tiger is very well-made beer, and yeah. that's reflected by, you know... So under Tiger. Yeah, as long as you're all right with that. Yeah, I'm happy enough. Okay. I can be convinced that... Uh... So I'll put it at 17. So it's... Yeah. 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 Um, so it goes into the bottom five, but not strongly. Yeah. So this is an insight into what we do. Yeah, mic. usually. Um, it's usually whether it's bottom five worthy, and then you sort of think about whether... Where it, where it actually slots in. But yeah, I think that's probably the spot for it. It does get tricky. Um, these are all so similar. Yeah. And it does become subjective, and it's sort of like whether... Like, obviously... Which is why the segment works better, though, because there's two of us here, and it's a yeah, yeah. combination subjectivity. Exactly, and so it gets moved into more of a position where it reflects where I both feel. Because I obviously enjoyed Scops Go slightly more than you did, yeah. and you obviously enjoyed this slightly more than I did. Yeah. Um, I think the Scops Show was just a touch sweet, and I think, yeah. I, I think I'm more prone to sweetness being an issue than to... Yeah, yeah. and see, I think that I'm malt issues are more of a problem to me in such yeah. a it's such a light bodied beers whereas yeah. i'm sweetness i kind of expect almost yeah um, interesting and so i don't like sweetness mm. i will preface but by you're saying happier that. with you're more accepting of it almost i don't like stale malt and this has because this has almost got a sort of a vegemite yeasty mm. thing um, it just doesn't come together well for me at all it feels very unpleasant it's a bit it's becoming more unpleasant as it warms. I find it cloying, and that's the big thing for me. Like if I, f- yeah, I don't find it cloying. Yeah, and I think that's the big sticking yeah. point. Um, and I think that is also with macro lagers for me the biggest flaw it can have is being not easily drinkable. Yeah, and for for me this is not easily drinkable. He says as he finishes at the same time as you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as, you know what I mean. as we slot in between Tiger and Singer, and just go. Yeah. And look, though... It's not good. And I think that the main thing we can agree yeah, on is it's not good. We're, we're disagreeing three spots. But I think it, it's a bottom five issue more than a... Yeah. yeah. And I think I think 
it's bottom five for me, and I think you're sort of agreeing. I'm that coming. You're happy, but I'm coming around. Upper echelon of bottom five. If it's right at the top of the bottom five, yeah. I'm happy enough with it. So we said. So it becomes seventeen. Yeah. So that is below target. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thanks. I'm glad we've had that discussion about it. Yeah. Thanks, Macedonia and Croatia, for nothing. Um, um, yeah. Sign Lager was slightly better than I thought. Um, Far better than I thought it would be. Um, the good thing about all of this is Heineken ends up exactly in the middle of the 21 <laughs> we've had so far. Yeah. Which is pretty great. Um, if Petition to move Heineken to 10.5. <laughs> just to just to just, um, just for shits and gigs yeah and it really this is last couple of episodes have really illustrated to me getting into that top five or so yeah even. it's hard um, so I, well we I think we discussed this on the last episode I thought Moretti was a lock oh yeah five. well that was we almost said that beforehand we're like oh get ready for this but it just it just wasn't and it, that's why this segment is interesting because you get to compare these side by side you don't compare them in your memory and you also compare them without food and yeah. food plays such a role in this and country. without being on holiday which let's be frank yeah. a lot yeah, of these yeah. places and you have such strong memories and um that's why i know tiger is terrible because i had some of the best weeks of my life in malaysia and i still fucking yeah beer is terrible i think 40 percent of australians know understand the bintang effect which is in Bali, Bintang's awesome. Yeah. You come home, Bintang's one of the worst beers you can try. We, we haven't done it. We Bintang. haven't done it yet. Wow. Um, um, don't worry, people. I'm sure it's bottom five. I, I didn't like Bintang when I was in Indonesia. Oh, really? Yeah, I drank San Miguel a lot. Yeah. Um, I tried to... Well, San Miguel's a solid beer, according to our rankings. It's yeah, Sam, and you dropped San Miguel down a couple of spots uh, for a light version of it. Mm. The light version is, it's one of those lights where it's not actually less alcohol, it's just lighter oh, body. It's less carbs. Yeah. 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 Um, but that was what was everywhere. Yeah. Um, it was San Miguel light or Bintang. Yep. And, uh, yeah. That it was. Is, it is what it is. Uh, again, it's the offensive slash drinkability effect. Yeah. It's that ratio of, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, well, we've knocked out a few more and we've got up to 21. So, um, a few oh. in the bank for weeks to come. Yeah, that was the exciting thing. Shout out to Ackland Street Sellers. And, um, something that may excite the few regulars. We'll be back with Desert Island, which has been, oh. it's got to be six months yeah. at least. Yeah. And we are back with the Desert Island Six Pack. Um, we have sort of, I wouldn't say we've ran out of styles, we've ran out of styles to do. Easily? Yeah. <laughs> not even easily, but without making compromises. Yeah. Um, so, being the closest podcast to the end of 2019, that isn't a specialised podcast. Uh, yeah. Best six things released in 2019. Um, just to preface this, we, these may some of these may have come out late 2018 or something. We're not going for 100% accuracy. We're, as close as we could. Yeah, we did try. This is an attempt to do 2019 things, so it's not like this is just what we've had in 2019. This is definitely what we think has been released. Um, if you've had something earlier than that, that's completely understandable. Um, Let us know. Yeah, the nature of beer releases is that things may work like that. 
Um, we've checked as much as we can. And, and we think we're okay. Yeah. And if we're not, then... Fuck it. Yeah, basically. Um, so, yeah, we've got six each, a few honorable mentions. Yep. Um, Probably some crossovers. I'm tipping three crossovers. I don't know if we'll get three, but we'll... Maybe? We'll That's see. Oh, I just like, I like yeah. to just call it out before. Just call it out before. I've never been right before, so... <laughs> Eventually, you know, it's the broken clock thing. Broken just clock is right going. twice yeah. a day. Um... Why don't you those? kick us off? Dylan? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll go with the one that's the hardest to pronounce. Yep. Uh, this is Cloudwater White Hag. Kied Gun Tioran Yecha. I'm going to go with. Welsh? Uh, Gaelic. Gaelic. I thought it was Welsh, but yeah, Gaelic apparently. Good. Um, what was that beer? That was a black IPA. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that the one you had in Malaysia? That Singapore. That didn't make it to the Melbourne event. Yes, yes. Uh, so got held up there. I may have drank it all. Yeah. Um, no, but they it got there late. Uh, I had to wait half an hour for it to carb. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but the Cloudwater guy was there. And, you know, a lot of this is circumstance, but, like, it was a really good black IPA. Yeah. It was... Um, had that thing where I always talk to you and talk to the podcast about my theory of black IPAs is it should be roasty, but the hops should shine over the roast. Yeah. Like the roast is important, but the hops are still. And that's be what people front. struggle with. Like yeah. it, it, people it's, don't get it. It's, it's not roasty. It's just a, you know, it's, it's a, a sort of black IPA with that sort of like caramelly sort of thing, or it is too roasty and just a stout. It's yeah. just a bit of stout, but this was, you could definitely taste the hops and, um, you know, Apparently, I heard through the grapevine Cloudwater, one of the ten best breweries in the world. So, um, well, apparently, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I really like this, and um, I am not denying the circumstance may have had part to do with it. But uh, Black IPA is great. So, well, I'm going to go with the sister event to the one you had in Singapore, um, but I'm going to go with another half beer, um, which is a collaboration with Monkish. And this was the Cold Freight. Yeah. 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 The one at. Um, Mr. West. Yep. Uh, and I and it was the the Lala, which was a big neighbor, and it was fucking unbelievable. Anything, it's just a straight neighbor, just yeah, yeah. And of course, being freighted in does help. It was like less than two weeks old. Like it was, it was stupidly fresh. Um, because um, all the other half got on that that train really, really late. Um, and yeah ridiculously fresh and was it is it more like was it was it dank or was it just like fruit bomb like from memory it was a fruit bomb but we're going a long way back yeah yeah just sort of like trying to get some context now with hazies it's hard my untapped notes were literally stunning okay which is really helpful when you had like 15 ridiculous ipas possibly why though yeah um but you know it was an eight percent hazy yeah and if, if you say signing at an apes and hazy, it's got to be like, you know. Well, um, from the hops, we can probably assume it's fruity as because it was Citra, Citra Cryo, Galaxy, and Idaho 7. That sounds like a very U beer. On two row and flag dotes. <laughs> yeah. That sounds almost like something you'd make. Almost. Uh, to, to switch it up a little bit, uh, keep it interesting, I guess. Uh, yeah. The three, I think, are going to be crossovers. I'm going to do back to back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. go. Uh, Mr. Banks, the drop, number one. Yes. Yep, I um, had that. We should 
chat about that briefly. How good was that beer? That was so good. Thank you so much for getting one of those. Yeah. Um, you want to tell the story? You, you had to go through a bit to get that. Yeah, so that was uh, that was an interesting little um, project. They've done two now. Um, the drop basically they pick sites around Melbourne, um, can the beer at ungodly hours of the morning, and then drive it around Melbourne, drop it off, speak speak to yeah, people. Yeah, that was um, quite early, wasn't it? When you... I picked it up at like ten thirty in yeah. South Yarra. Early for a beer. Um, I was so hungover. Like I was like. <laughs> Should I drive down? No, I probably can't drive down. I better walk. <laughs> but at least it was worth it. Yeah. Um, it, it was an incredible beer. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, hazies don't impress me that much. But I was just like, shit, we are... This is like being done in Australia. This is, like, a remarkable... Yeah. Um, uh, eight and a half percent... Um, drank like water. <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, it, was, it was just a big... Fruity. Yeah. But just like so well balanced. It was just that softness. You get that softness from the really good ones. It's the hardest thing to pull off, I think. Yeah. And I think it's it's the use of oats and wheat. And it, it's the trickiest thing to do. Um, you have these things that have hot burn left and right. And you have these things that have, you know, fusel alcohol. But this is, the softness is what you get to, to pillow that. And that's, yeah. They said Nelson Sorbonne, Citra and Eldorado. Yeah. Then they're pretty banging classic, hot yeah. bill. And, um, and it was unbelievable. Um should also be noted 4.24 average on untapped. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Like, yeah. it is self-selecting in the people who... But to be fair, like, you could say that about any hype can. Sure. Um, so I think if, yeah, I think we'll, we'll let that stand. And also, we have been long-time fans of Mr. Banks. Um, yeah, as my list is going to show throughout yeah. the rest of this. <laughs> um, adept hop users. Yeah, they, they they do have that down. Um. Okay, next, just to knock mine out. Yeah. Um, tossing out which one I think would be more likely. Uh, I'm going to go Quiet Deed Survivor type. Yeah, I've got that as well. Yeah. Um, so this was probably the most poorly advised beer we had of, of um, one of them. Well, no, I don't think we can say that because it is you and me. <laughs> it was... It was a bad life decision. It was really good, but I just don't know if a triple IPA was what we needed at that point. No, so we were in the middle of Footscray, which um, for those in Melbourne will understand is a terrible place to be when you've had 400 beers. It's the danger zone. You've had 400 beers already. Where were we before that? We went to Cheeky Pint, but we were at Black Arts. Black Arts. Yeah. And then I think we went to Cheeky Pint, and then... We thought we haven't been to Josephine. Yes, and it's it's like 200 metres away. Yeah, so we walked there, and then... Let's I have a triple. Foolishly, let Angus choose the beers and came back and had two triple IPAs in front of us. But honestly, and I don't get it. Um, I have not seen that level of alcohol and hops restrained in that regard. Not in Australia. No. Um, and it was sort of like 2019 was like the year of deeds, just about. Um, in a lot of ways, deeds and banks. That's yeah. Answer. Um, and if you're in Brisbane, probably you can add range. Yeah, look, if, if you were if you were in economics or finance, like deeds and banks, you would have loved it. Um, yep. But on a serious note, no, it was, it was very, very good. Um, it was... I just sort of remember it being like viscous and yep. syrupy, yep. but in the right ways. Yep. In the ways you want it to be, like in a, in the way a quad, a good quad is. Except it was a hot bomb. Except it was just this ridiculously 
decadent. Yeah, hazy. yeah. It, it was. It was it, just it, a hedonistic IPA. Yeah, I think decadence the right word. Yeah, like it's it's a hazy. So you're still expecting all that sort of tropical notes, papaya. You know, all that. If, sort you, of if stuff. you're a marketer for a chocolate company, that's like all the adjectives you use. That's yeah. That's, that's where you're at. Survivor type was. Um, and good on dates because they had a lot of good beers, and we had we I had a lot of them, and it was really hard to choose what to put on there. Yeah, I, that's the one I went with as well. Yeah, like I think that says a bit. That um, we picked the same one. Do you have another? The other one you think that we might have matched on? Yeah, I'm less confident about this one, yeah. but I was pretty confident about those two. Uh, the Winston Black Rye. I didn't put it on. Okay, I was tossing up if it was this year though. I thought about it. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. Um, it was definitely... If it was, I'd have included it. Yeah. Um, I think that it was just about the best beer I had yeah. last year. No, no. It, it's going to feature in my Golden Pints. Yeah, me too. We me bothered too. to release those. Um, we will get there, people. Um, see, we, we've said so much about it, I think, already. We yeah. said it in Hottest 100 episode yep. and he had in-depth thoughts about... Cause we, both were, oh, we were both going to vote for it, but we did... It wasn't yeah, on correct. there, but we did talk about it. Yeah. Um, it is... I, I sort of keep coming back to it, not to quote myself too much, but Montap Jackinson's best kick in the teeth you'll have all year. And I stand by that, I think. Um, it, it is aggressive. Yeah. Um, but a black IPA. That's be. awesome. Yeah. It, it was, it was so a good. genuinely excellent beer. Um, I'll let, let you have a go now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good. good. Um, I'm going to sit sort of along a similar line to the Mr. Banks drop. I'm going with the Blackwind's same day IPA, but the first one, the Super Hop. Yeah, which was the better of the two. I yeah, think. which yeah. is a big West West Coast number. I had that about a week later, yeah. and I think it was perfect then. It was better a week later. Yeah. Because uh, I bought that four-pack. I, think I reckon you gave me yeah, one, I and I, I reckon I had it a week later, and I thought, no, this is really good. So I had one on the day, a week later, and two weeks later, and a week later was the spot. Yeah. Um, I honestly forgot about that. Yeah, um, yeah. Rip a beer. One of those ones that missed, which is, um, I like the, I love the concept. We, yeah. we, we're there for the hazy. Which is very convenient that that worked out that way. Yeah. Um. But that was green. Yeah. Um, not, not too green that we didn't buy a four pack and mm. polish it off. But, um. When has that stopped us before, Dylan? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the first was a better balanced beer. Yeah. And, yeah. Better style as well. Um, you go again, just because, yeah. Yeah, may as well. So we're four in, is that where we're at? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I have done... I've got two left, yeah. Yeah, so. good. Um, I'm going to go with an international one, mm-hmm. because we haven't done enough of them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lanakai Haleakala, which is a strawberry sour from Hawaii. Cool. Oh, yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, that that did happen. Um, their beers are now available in Australia. Um, Is that that low output one? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's all sour stuff. It's all local Hawaiian yeast um, and fruit where applicable. Uh, Haleakala is the volcano on Maui. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure they get the strawberries from there. Or the uh, yeast came from something on that volcano. It's all fairly local as well. Yeah. 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 It's all very, very local. This has got something like 90 check-ins, this beer. Um, you can buy a bottle for, I think, 75 bucks at Carwin. You know, it's absurd. 
Um, we had one of theirs. I yeah, think. we did. Yeah, that was very good. I was yeah. really impressed. Yeah, we had. I think it was the mango one. Or it something. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that particular one. But uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, nice and tart. Um, quite an interesting yeast character. But just like really good strawberry. Yeah. 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 It, it was. It was a really well done beer. Like you had this sort of sweetness of the strawberry cutting through alongside the tartness. Yeah, like proper strawberry flavour, not just Which like... is something I always struggled to explain to people, where you have sweet and tart in the same thing. Yeah, and like the sweetness of... I mean, it's it's actually like eating the fruit, I think, a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very similar. Get the fructose and the acidity and yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really interesting beer. Probably my most interesting beer of the year from an international perspective. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I will go international too. Yep. Um, this, this is the one I'm least sure came out in 2019. Yep. Evidence says that it did. Um, this is the blackberry, cherry, lemon, and vanilla sour from Collective Arts. Okay. Um, I thought this was a combination that sounded silly. Yep. Um, and the vanilla is so subtle and... The lemon is really subtle, and it's just like this nice. It gave me this real like eating a Jolly Rancher with a mouthful of blackberries kind of feel. Um, but it was awesome. also like it had this sort of body to it. Like the tartness was so easy to like sit on it. It didn't really like hit you and like hold you back. Yep. It, it was just like the body was so well balanced, and the vanilla I think did that. And I think that was kind of like a lactosey sort of thing coming in. It wasn't what I would call like a lactose sour mm. it had lactose in it yeah. and I think that was to bolster the vanilla and it but worked it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a sweet sort of yeah. beer um, and I was just super impressed with how they just grabbed these four fruits which I wouldn't have been you know super enamoured with and I was just like you know that's east of everything yeah uh, it was which we still need to go to yeah and that that was um, during their sort of wild sort of thing and yeah yeah, I, I don't know a lot about collective arts. I'm assuming they're American or Canadian. Canadian. Yep. Um, and and they, they make really good stuff from time to time. Yeah, and I really like that. And I think that's yeah. over a four and on top that one. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah, and yeah, really impressive. I'm going to finish with a stout because neither of us has done a stout yet. Yeah, and that would be blasphemy nice be... if you didn't. Exactly. Um, I'm going to do the beer I had for stout day. Um, this year, 7th of November. Yep. Um, the Forgotten Casks, which was a Hawker's mm. collaboration with mm. Carwin. Um, one of the best beers I had last year. Massive whiskey notes up front. Molasses, dark fruit. I, I said Forgotten Casks, whiskey casks. Yeah, they were. Yep. Um, I think it was a, a stout, that Imperial Stout, that went slightly wrong. And they found some casks and chucked them in. And, sorted it out, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Um, and it was just... Considering that it had come out of cast so recently, it was drinking incredibly. That's that's the hard thing, like when they're soaked with whiskey. Like we had some fresh yeah. ramjet ramjet day a little while ago and that was like almost too much. Yeah. It like normally those beers need to wait six months like just I've for that whiskey never drank to kill. Dramjet, but I assume that that was always my thought would be the problem yeah. with it. I never drank it with the same reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like normally those beers need to mellow a little over time. Yeah. This didn't, this was just banging, ready to go. Really impressive. Yeah. Um, it was a phenomenal beer. Hawkers are really good with barrels. So, so good with barrels. Yeah. Um, and the Carwin edition, those guys have got excellent palates. Yeah. Like, they help. They know what they're doing. Yeah. 
Um, Not that we talk about Cowan enough on this podcast, but you know. They need they need our help, they're struggling. Um, the final one for me is Blackheart's Golden Wild Owl with Mandarin. Awesome. Um, which another yeah. one is contender for the best beer I had last year in May featuring Golden Pites. Um, Check out the website, everyone. Give us a week. <laughs> yeah, uh, Black Arts. I, I had a great time. Yep. I um I bloody hate Williamstown. Oh, um, don't we all? Especially that bloody bit of like Altona slash Williamstown. Oh, and there were are. there were bees out the front and oh. wholly unpleasant. Um, but the beer was so good, and so it was good. such a nice experience. And the be- like again, the beer was so good. We had like four beers now. Fantastic. Uh, we had the one that got repurposed into beer de coupage for which is an honorable mention i was about to have ah there you go what a beer Um, that was yeah that is like a great example of sort of drinkable blending of old and new and they've just released a batch of that like last week yeah so you can order that on the website now um Um, that is a sensational little beer like a saison crossed with some fruit and it's just it's just like it's got the complexity of an aged beer but it has the drinkability of a fresh saison and um which is what happens when you blend 20% 20% yeah, freshman, yeah. yeah. Um, the golden with mandarin though was like just yeah, it was spectacular. Like they their sherbety creaminess they got out of just the fruit and the remarkable. We um, have to go back later this year. Yes, I think so. Again, because um, that was superb. Thing is, it's not even a particularly expensive day, really. No, no, it ends up quite cheap. Yeah, and um, um, the trip to Williamstown was the worst part. And then you end up in Footscray. Yeah. Um, and it all links together. Uh, I reckon that Blackouts beer and that Survivor type were on the same day. <laughs> they were, they were. <laughs> um, the but yeah, the Mandarin Wild Hour stuck in my mind all year, and um, has probably been the hardest to erase from sort of my thoughts for the year. So probably the hardest one for me to eliminate from the list was the Boat Rocker Double Dry Hot. This is on, into honourable mentions, we should say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's just do our read out our six before we do honourable yep. mentions. Um, yeah. So I'll go Cloudwater and White Hag. Just briefly before I do this, do you know anything about White Hag? No. Irish Brew. Okay, cool. Um, I was curious. Um, Cloudwater, White Hag, Kied, and... <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, I don't think I need to do it again. Um, Winston, Black IPA, Mr. Banks, the drop number one. Blackberry, Cherry, Lemon, and Vanilla Sour by Collective Arts. Black Arts, Golden Wild Hour with Mandarin and Quiet Deed Survivor Type. So I did uh, Deed Survivor Type. Blackman's same day IPA, the Super Hop. Other half and monkish is the La La. Mr. Banks, the drop number one. Lanakai, Haleakula, and Hawker's, the Forgotten Casks. So if we were on a desert island, we can only pick new releases from 2019. That would be it. Um, Honourable mentions, though. Uh, well, the aforementioned Blackguard's Bitter Capach. Yep. I'm going to also chuck in the Boat Rocker Double Dry Hopped IPA. Yep. Uh, which I loved earlier this year. Um... Just perfect sort of West Coast style double dry hop though. So it was big resin. I don't think I had that. I reckon you might have. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I, I drank a lot possible. of them. Yeah. I drank a lot of them, so I'd be surprised if I didn't give you one. Yeah. Uh, and the other one I want to mention, uh, other two I want to mention actually, are the Mr. Banks slash Otter's Promise once a time. Upon a time in Armadale. Yeah, I didn't get around to having that. I know that one. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then the one from the Carwin pack, the uh, Canvent calendar, Mr. Banks and Range teaming up for Keep the Change, which was, again, a neighbor as banging. 
Not really much money to be said, I guess. No, no, no. Mr. Banks range, Nipa. Full stop. Um, So one, I'm kind of surprised you didn't have this, but Mm. I guess maybe you didn't want too much saturation. Uh, Quiet Deed, Slender Man. Straight West Coast. Thought about it. Yeah. Thought about it. Just the best example of West Coast. I guess you had the Boat Rocker one. Yeah. Yeah. Boat Rocker, the Boat Rocker one aged it for me, but yeah. That, that was, yeah, really impressive. Piney. Yeah, um, that was a uh, Mary Mashes. Mary Mashes. Yeah. I think someone won the comp. Yeah. And that was what they got to do. Same comp you and I won yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Wasn't going to mention it, but... Uh, nah, got to mention while it. While we're here. Um, uh, Little Brew, which they're now known by. They're yeah. Raspberry Lambic. Yeah, that's fun. Really impressed by that. Um, not... I don't like them calling a Lambic. Whole, lag- whole other argument. Yep. But I remember that on the day, we're just like, God, these, guys, these guys are serious. Yeah, yeah. that was a Santa yeah. Um Alvarado, yeah. uh, so delightful. Yeah, I was tossing them. up with which, if either of those were this year. I didn't know, so I just... I'm pretty them. sure it was yeah. that was really good. Um, Molly Rose, Treddy Trey. This was yeah. mostly because Molly Rose just... I left off about four Molly Rose. Yeah, videos, that's so the I thing. Was like, these are awesome, but did they quite meet my criteria? That was kind of my thing, and I'm like, oh, look... Just as a Molly Rose, I was actually thinking in Super Bowl at the yeah, dark cell yeah. while we had that dinner. That was awesome. Um, but just that for was. the sake of people being able to identify with something that has like more than two chickens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Molly Rose, just more for them opening and being how, really good. How good's Molly Rose? Yeah. And finally, uh, the blueberry raspberry stout at Cheeky Pint we had on cast. Yeah. Just because I feel like, again, so a shout out because... No the, one knows about them. Yeah, and it's just a brew pub, and what we'd had so far was pretty... Yeah. It was okay. And then that beer was exceptional. Yeah, it was just like, wow, that's really good. Really good blueberry and raspberry flavour, and on cask, and you can't argue with that. And, yeah, it's a Desert Island six-pack. Yeah, I think we've wrapped up particularly Australian beer in 2019 pretty well. Yeah, look, uh, uh, looking at that, it, Australian beer does all right. Very well. Yeah. We'll be back to finish up another cell. We are back to finish up with Noz's Cellar. Um, in Angus's words, I know nothing about this. It's been in my fridge for a long time, which yep. is kind of the point of this segment. Um, gonna give us... it's, ex- it's exactly the point of the segment. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to enlighten us to the degree that you can? Yep. Um, so we're going to drink Victory V12, <laughs> which is a Belgian quad clocking in at 12% ABV. Oh. Yeah. You pick, you pick Belgian. Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you were provided two options, and this is where we get Like, I usually do. Um, cork and cage, which yep. is always fun. Old school-ish looking bottle. Yeah, well, I think the bottle's got to be five years old. That's my guess. Hence old school. Look, it's a quad, though, so it's not going to get worse. Exactly. Oh, it smells fun. Is it a straight quad? Straight quad, supposedly. Uh, do you know of the brewery? Yeah, Victory, uh, an American brewery uh, from, I think, Pennsylvania. Oh, they do like that nice build, huh? Yeah, yeah, Victory... Um, I forgot Prima? Yes, Prima, yes. And then they did a, um, a collaboration, which was like two in Italian. Or something? Yeah, that rings a bell. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. Straight quad, supposedly. Done by an American. Yep. We'll see how we go. Exactly. Do you remember why you purchased this? Um, probably because it was a, belt, uh, a quad and I think at the time I was going through a very big quad phase. Well, we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. Everyone has been through a big quad phase in their life, otherwise they're not a craft beer drinker. And, and if you haven't, we highly recommend it. Um, Especially if you're not working in the morning. That tastes fun. Yeah, it's um, lacking a touch of body, but uh, maybe that's just because it's cold. Yeah, I, th- I think if we let this warm up, which we may well do in a minute or I two. I think we, yeah, we'll have to. Um, um, initial thoughts, though, big raisins. Like, yeah, I guess the important thing is that, I mean, if you've left this sit for a while, um, it's always about whether it's a thumbs up or thumbs down the waiting period. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll visit, revisit that, but I guess that's what we want to think about. That's always what the game is in this part, mm. you know. Um, have we left it too long? Are we in a good spot? Should we leave it longer? Whatever. Yeah, I'd say no to all those for yeah. now, but we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back in a while. Yeah, see where we're at. In amount of time. And, um, yeah. All right, so we've sat on a bit and... Um, quite a bit. Yes, quite a bit. And it's a quad? Yep. But, like, a, a good... It, considering it's American, it's, it's a very good imitation of a proper Belgian No, it's a proper Belgian quad. Yeah. You, a lot of raisin and sultana sort of characters. Yeah, that real dark fruit, uh, that real sort of toffee malt. Um, Caramel from the malt as mm. well. Um, it's that real candy sugar sort of malt character. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, bit of sort of spice as well. Yeah. Sort of like a clove. Uh, yeah, like a light cl- dominant. Clovey, white pepper. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, it definitely plays the part that it says it is going to play. Um, it's a cool beer. It is. I guess my question would be, this is more of a, a general thing, is, is, is whether it's worth what is probably like a, a slightly higher price point over, you know. I don't think it was expensive. Okay. I think it was 20 bucks, 22, something like that yeah. when I bought it. So but I guess I'm just thinking like there's the same Benedict and stuff are very well priced and yeah. very good quads. Um, yeah, look, I don't really have any issues. I don't think it's been aged poorly. I think it's a straight thumbs up, pretty easy. Well, the style really lends itself to being aged. Yeah, look, um, you could age it for longer and it'll be fine. I think this would have tasted the same six years ago or today. I, I don't think there'd be a lot of difference. No. Um, I'm not noticing a lot of oxidised character. No. It, it's, yeah, neither. Yeah. But there's some floaties, but they probably always would have been. I think so. Um, I think that's just a yeast thing here. I think so. Um, like I've got a fair bit of sediment in the bottom there, but... Yeah, no, nah, look, it's... Nothing that would concern you. Yeah. Um, I think it's very cool. Unfortunately, don't have tons to say about it. No, definitely not. Just because if you, if you like a quad, then it's a quad. It's a good quad. I reckon it's a thumbs up in the... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, ...thing, but I reckon at any point in the previous seven years... Exactly, it, yeah. ...it would have been a thumbs up, and probably in the next three or four years it'd still be a thumbs up. Mm. You know? Like, 
yeah, next 10 or so. I yeah, think. like, as long as... Cork and cage probably makes it less likely to oxidise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think... If you've still got one, I don't think there's going to be a problem. <laughs> you happen to have a victory V12. And... Well, you know, I'm sure people do. Sure, it's something you buy to drink that night. That um, tagline that I just noticed on the bottom of it, liquid luxury, I think that's a very uh, um, apt, apt description sort of, description yeah, of what sure. we're drinking. It is, yeah, very velvety. Um, yeah, I like quad. Yeah. It's a good quad. Quads are good. Yep. I'm sure more pods will be quads will be drunk on the pod at yeah. some point. Rename it the quad pod. The quad pod. And just be indecipherable 20 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> just we'll sit here and have six quads and see what Ranking happens. Ranking of quads. <laughs> <laughs> Three quads in 20 minutes. Um, as always, thank you for tuning in. If you would like to get in touch, uh, gus.norris7 at gmail.com or beeroclockaustralia.com. Yep. Um, you're local, still going along. Still kicking along. Uh, got a post up recently. There'll be more soon, hopefully. It will, it will be compiled and done. and um, yeah. We'll, we'll hopefully up. by the end of the year we'll be done. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, a lot of it was visiting them, so... That was the hardest bit, and I think now we're in the sort of uh, mental issue of we did it, but now we have to finish the actual writing bit. I think a lot of it was probably, yeah, uh, for you just getting the project done mentally and then it's just wrapping up the actual... Exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You've done sort of the physical and it's just the mental work. Um, I I think it's for me it's that I finished the project. Yeah, exactly. But I haven't finished the project. Yeah, yeah. It's a greater thing. Um. I thought it'd be good to have a year without a project, get back into brewing a bit more. Yeah, more brewing this year, I think. This podcast back out. Back to more regular. Yeah, yeah, we've been okay with it, though. We got six done last year, which probably isn't as many as we'd have hoped. No, that's half as many months. (laughs) We got six in six months in 18. Yeah, that's true. Six in 2019. Yeah. But 2020, we're looking good. So yeah, far. well, look, it's... This um, is the third one, and we're in the late well, February. It'll be, it'll be in the third month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll get out in, in March yeah, sometime. Good. And, um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have plenty of report back from the Gold Coast. Now. Indeed. That's... Yeah, that's pack a lot into one day. <laughs>